Welcome back to Twigs on the Rocks. I'm Leo Blotner, this is Abe Lovich, and in this episode, we are going to be covering the NHL from October 15th to the 26th with, with news, including a massive, massive scandal, injuries, our hot and cold team of the week, lineup of the week, some stat leaders, and our question of the week. Abe, do you want to get us started with this news? Yeah, this is terrible news. Kyle Beach, a former Blackhawks player, was sexually abused by their video coach at the time. He had kept his identity hidden, but had shared what had happened for a few weeks and then just very recently released his identity to the public with a statement that said that he believes every single person in that locker room knew what had happened. Terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so terrible and unfortunate. I'm, I'm glad he came out. He said to his friends really helped me. They're like really heroes in the story and helped him like come out and say this. And I heard the details. You can look it up for yourself, but they're, they're pretty bad. So yeah, not a good look for the Blackhawks organization. And I, I especially feel for Kyle. I feel so bad for him. Give him my best wishes. I'm so sorry. Staying strong out there, buddy. Um, yeah, he is a survivor. Yeah. And the senior vice President of Hockey Operations, Al McIsaac, has left the organization. I mean, the Blackhawks say they are saying they have no more, or like going forward, they will not have any more of the executives from the 2010 team. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. And then also their general manager, Stan Bowman, has left the organization, and Kyle Davidson will be their interim GM before they can hire a new one. And also Bowen, Bowen also stepped down from being the general manager of the American Olympic team and Bill Guerin, who is the Wilds general manager, is expected to become the new general manager of the Olympic team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they said they don't really want any of the executives in there. I see that. Um, I mean, the Olympic team might be looking good. And also, not only is this bad, he's also a terrible GM. He signed Seth Jones, did all those deals. They're not looking um, good right now as a team. For Seth Jones. It's like they gave up to get Seth Jones. Like, I was saying this from the start, they're not going to be good. He's a liability. Um, so, yeah, not only is he a bad GM, he's a bad person. So, it's not not good. And uh, speaking of bad people, Panthers coach Joel Quenville, Jets general manager Kevin Cheldayoff were aware of the scandal, um, and they are in a lot of hot water now. When Coach Q became aware, he said that they couldn't deal with it and had to focus on the Stanley Cup finals. Um, like, not great. I'm not going to lie. It's not, not really a good look. Um, I understand, oh, playoff hockey is everything, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like some things are obviously more important than that. So, um, yeah, come on, Coach Q. Everyone needs to like you. Now everyone's rooting against you for obvious reasons. Yeah, I predicted him to be the um, Jack Adams award winner. Don't think that's going to happen now, considering he is likely to lose his job. But, yeah, it's really terrible what they did, and it's they should get what they deserve. And also, the team itself, in terms of getting what they deserve, they were fined $2 million, which seems a little low from my, my perspective at least because if you're playing a bunch if that's like not a large salary for to play with an individual player finding them for for this magnitude of a scandal and abuse it seems a little low for a professional hockey team yeah i know i mean it's pretty much like just like a small portion of one of their players like or like 
that they make. For example, Taves, who is kind of like on again, off again, hurt, and was just on the COVID list, just released, making six point nine million this year. So it's literally just like it's like pocket money for them. It doesn't really matter. But um, I hope Kyle Beach somehow gets compensated. I don't know how, but um, I don't know. Everyone, hope hopefully everyone supports him. He gets money, whatever. Um, but in other news, also not good news, but slightly better news. Um, Evander Kane uh, was suspended 21 games due to a COVID protocol violations. Uh, I'm pretty sure he used a fake vaccination card to say yes. he was vaccinated and he was not vaccinated. Yeah, so and suspended. you can actually report people to the FBI for that stuff and the FBI will come after you. I've seen videos of that happening to people and stories of that happening. So um, please don't use fake vaccination cards that's a terrible thing to do it's putting people's lives at risk yeah you can get a real one by vaccinating yourselves yeah it's just a, it's just a shot it's not bad and it helps everyone they put a chip in you abe don't you know that <laughs> you're funny yeah, not, the chips are already in your phones like who cares the government already knows where you are yeah and if people actually believe that it's just like come on it's just yeah, a little stupid the government's targeting us it's almost like the people with the vaccines get covid less so the government wants you to get the vaccine so you don't get COVID. <gasps> Idiots. Wow. Yeah. No. <laughs> and in some other hockey-related news, um, Ilya Kovalchuk is being Russia's Olympic general manager. Um, doesn't, like, I get it, but it's Ilya Kovalchuk. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. Um, and in some somewhat bittersweet news, I guess mostly bitter, but a little sweet, you know, a little, a little nice ending to the career, I guess. Habs captain Shea Weber has retired, but he will remain on the team's long-term IR. Uh, he has 1,038 career games played, 224 career goals, 589 career points with the Predators and Habs. I remember a uh, massive blockbuster with him and P.K. Subban. The Canadians definitely won that deal. Um, I mean, he led them to the Cup Finals last year. Couldn't win it, but... um. Good for him. He tried his best, you know. Yeah, he definitely had a great career. Lots of notable achievements. He was a he was a phenomenal player. As much as I hated to say that about anyone on the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Yeah, and then also in some, moving on to the injuries section, Vegas has lost their star forward Max Pacioretty, former Canadian. Never liked him, especially because he was a Montreal Canadian. Um, he's out five weeks, so that's not too long. Hopefully, they'll get him back soon. And, Speedy recovery to him. Yeah, and Jonathan Taves was out with COVID protocol, but did come back. Um, not exactly too sure what happened there, but it is a lot quicker for the vaccinated players to come back from COVID, even though if it was just a close contact thing, he is he's back. So, yeah, I mean, right now, Blackhawks in hot water, not really their biggest concern at the moment. Yeah. Even though Jonathan Tavis was their captain at the time, and I feel like being the captain is a big locker room responsibility. So, like, I'm not saying he should get a lot of blame, but I am giving him a, a bit of blame for what happened. Obviously, he didn't have control on what happening, but, like, still got to if, – if he knew, that's terrible. Yeah, and according to Kyle Beach, everyone on the team knew. So, yeah. Yeah. And then also in terms of the COVID protocol thing, Ryan O'Reilly and Brendan Saad were out with COVID protocol, but I think they're back by now. So, mm-hmm. Right, they're chilling. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our next segment, hot and cold team. I like this one. The episode. 
it's not really a week. It's been a little more than a week. Um, these are all the from these are all from yesterday because like we did this, so there's a win or a loss in there. I do apologize, along with our like player team of the week too. So for my hot team, I'm gonna go with Edmonton. They're five zero and They beat Vegas, Arizona, Anaheim, Calgary, and Vancouver. I understand that Arizona and Anaheim are like kind of mid or like honestly pretty bad. Calgary is like all right. Vancouver and Vegas are really good. Although Vegas, I will speak about them very shortly. Um, but yeah, I mean McDavid, thirteen points in five games is ridiculous. Um, he is on pace to have like the most points of all time. Like it's not even close. Or actually, it might be. I don't know. I think Gretzky got like two hundred one year. Um, I'm not like great at. I'm I'm sure that's the most of all time. Is he going to keep it up? Like no, but it'd be pretty cool if he did. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, and. My hot team of the week is going to be the Florida Panthers. Chose this before I knew about Joel Quen- Quenville, but um, think I'm going to stick with them. They're right now six and zero. They are a dominant team. In terms of not including the games on October 27th, they're six and zero, of course, because they're playing Boston tonight. And then they got a plus 15 goal differential. That is number one in the league at the time. Easily undefeated, number one in the league, and they also have so much depth, and and especially led by their core forwards. Barkov and Hudo, but their depth is insane. They don't, they didn't have a single player score more than four goals to, to their name or eight points to their name. So like no big stars, but the team's still playing really well. A lot of that credit, Sergei Bobrovsky, guys looking back to his Vesna form. He has I think a nine for two and is killing it. Guy's nuts right now. Really beating up Boston. Yeah. I, I mean, right now they're three, one against Boston, seven minutes left. And I mean, the goals are by Marchman. Lauster, Reinen, and Duclair. So it's really Duclair's the biggest name out of them. But uh, I mean, Duclair at five goals, kind of nice. But um, oh, they're looking like they're going to be seven zero and zero, which is kind of ridiculous. But uh, yeah, speaking on the complete opposite spectrum, I was going to pick the team you picked, but you already picked them, so I'm going to pick another team. and go with Vegas. They won the first game against Seattle, but then lost four in a row by at least two goals. Not a good look. It's not even like oh, they lost a close one, whatever. We're just getting blown out. We're not like I guess blown out, but some of them got blown out. But like they're not close. Yeah. So yeah, I mean Vegas, who's expected to easily win the division and then also make it to at least the conference finals, not looking too hot at the moment. Yeah, and my cold team of the week is the Chicago Blackhawks. Obviously, you got the scandal, but I wasn't even including that when I talked about. I'm talking about strict gameplay here. There's there they have yet to win a game. They have have one overtime loss and five losses in six games played with a negative 19 goal differential. That's nine negative 19. That's terrible. Then Flurry now went from being a Vesna winner in Vegas to awful with Seth Jones playing in front of him. The team's looking like they're in shambles. He has 18 goals allowed in five games, and he's just not looking good. So goaltending's clearly an issue right now. Well, they didn't really give up much for him, so I guess like that's fine. But um, they literally got him for free. But they're paying him seven million dollars out of cap. True. Was last year with five points in five games, which is fine. Yeah, and like it's just five points. It's fine. He's Patrick Kane. Like that's good, but. He has a negative 7 plus minus rating, which is terrible. 
especially if you're putting up that many points, you shouldn't have that bad of a plus minus rating. It means he's not good defensively whatsoever. Same thing with their star defenseman that they signed, Seth Jones. He's a negative nine. You shouldn't have that as a good defenseman. He's just playing sloppily. He's not good at, he's losing puck battles, not controlling it. And also, I think Flurry is the main piece to blame here. Yeah, Flurry, actually, if you look at some of the more advanced stats, he has uh, a negative nine goal save or expected goal saved above average. So that means he's let in nine more goals than he should have saved. And it's only been, what, five games, six games. That's awful. I'm not going to lie. That's one and a third goals per game. And that's with expected, not just straight yeah, stats. It's not. No bueno. No bueno. Very much no bueno. Yeah. All right. Moving on from some shitty gameplay. Oh, sorry. Bad gameplay to some even better gameplay. We have our lineup of the week. I'll start. I mean, we know we both have the same center. Obviously, McDavid, six goals, seven assists, 13 points in five games. That's not up for debate, really. Uh, not, not whatsoever. Yeah. Guy's best guy in the league. He's the best player in the league right now. Dominant forward. Really not much bad things to say about him. He got the skill, got the stick handling, and he's been showing it off pretty nicely. But um, I'm going to give you my left wing. This is where things get a little bit more interesting. I'm going to go with Alexander Ovechkin. He's 7-5 and 12 in his first six game played. Guy has seen records, and he's looking to smash him. I mean, he is very, very good off on the offensive side of the puck. He is, he is playing some rough hockey, and he is loving it. Yeah, really going for Gretzky's record. And Gretzky even said himself, if he did break it, he would – will be honored to be one of the first people to go shake his hand and say congratulations. So, yeah, I mean, like deep down, I feel like he doesn't actually want it, but of course he's going to say like, oh, yeah, it'd be cool if he broke it. No it's way. not like he has any choice. Yeah, but I mean, we'll see. For my left wing, I have Leon Dreisaitl playing with McDavid, boosting McDavid's stats, going with that line, four goals, seven assists, 11 points in five games. Um, slightly higher average point per game than Ovechkin, but Ovechkin obviously with goal scoring abilities. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like Dressel's numbers might be a little inflated for McDavid, but also they don't play on the same line, so it's kind of it's kind of remarkable how yeah he still puts up these numbers. Obviously, plays in the power play with him, but like still, oh. still insane. Yeah, I think if he if McDavid was on the team, he'd be considered like one of the best players in the league. If McDavid was not on the Oilers, he's regarded as one of the best players in the league. Yeah, but I feel like he doesn't get enough hype as like every as every other player equal to his skill, but is on a different team. It's... Yeah, I feel like if he played for like Toronto, it'd be really, like he'd get like Austin. He'd get like bigger than Austin Matthews hype. I think he does get hyped up enough because he's the best player. But like Mike Trout in baseball does not because like they don't they don't brand him at all. Yeah, David's been on the cover of like NHL and and whatnot. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's a discussion for a different time, but um, I don't know. I feel like he is hyped up enough. I mean, the NHL posts about him like all the time. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, that's true. But why don't we move on to our right wings, Leo? Why don't you tell? Why don't you tell me who you got? Okay, Andre Sveshnikov, five goals, four assists, nine points in five games. Um. Kind of ridiculous, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, goal per game, Andre Sveshnikov, plus a bunch of assists, really helping this uh Hurricanes team be very, very successful. So 
Yeah, he's my right winger. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I think Svechnikov has been great, but I think I'm going to go with Timo Mir of the San Jose Sharks, the forward, the right wing, obviously. He's been really good. He doesn't have a lot of help around him in terms of that, like, San Jose offensive core and the play guys who play he plays with. Um, they keep switching around, and they aren't very great. And so him putting up nine points with four goals is great in six games played. It's not like this wreck, but considering the team around him, I think he's been playing a little better. And especially he's been doing this against really strong defensive teams like Boston and Nashville. Boston led by Charlie McAvoy, Nashville led by, um, sorry, Roman Yossi, who I will be talking about a little bit later. And he has been very, very smart with his playing as he has a goal per game in his last three games and under five shots in each of those games. So he's very, very particular about the way he's doing things, and I think it's really paying off. All right, yeah, I, I like that pick. I like that pick. I'm not gonna lie. But um, moving on, I feel like this this pick can be very controversial for the fact that the defensive side of his game has not been great. However, he does have seven points in six games, including a four assist game, which is kind of ridiculous for a defenseman, Victor Hedman. I mean, I. I the defense has not been great. Tampa's defense as a whole, including Veselovsky, has not been great this season. However, seven points, six games as a defenseman, it's kind of ridiculous. That's why he's on my team of the week. Uh, I don't – I think I'm going to give that little, like, the devil's advocate here. I don't really like him in that pig very much. Uh, he has a net zero plus minus with that seven points to his name personally. I don't think he's been playing very well defensively. And I think as a defenseman, that's a, basically your job. Obviously, Vasilevsky has been a big, a lot of the issues, but they've been losing by lots and lots of points, not very good teams. And you think he's just been beat and a little sloppy. I think he's a little arrogant after the past couple of years. But for my pick, I'm going to go with Aaron Ekblad leading Florida's defenseman core. He's he's three three and six on the offensive side, but he's been shut down on the defensive side. I was watching in the first period of the game. He's playing against the Bruce right now, and oh my god, it's impossible for them to do anything when he's on the ice. He's he's too good. It's ridiculous. I mean, he also took a puck to the face, was gone for two minutes, and came back, which is also ridiculous. I'm not gonna lie. He blocked shots in many different ways. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Florida defensemen, I actually have one of their defensemen. But not Aaron Eckblad, Mackenzie Wegar. Four I think assists. they're a pair. I think that they're line mates. Uh, yeah. Mackenzie Wegar, four assists um, in his games and has not been a minus in one game. And I understand plus minus is kind of a dumb stat. No offense, Abe. But um, hey. oh. it's like not telling because you can score all these power play goals and it won't count. And then you can be out. Okay. You could literally be on the ice for four goals, be on the ice for one goal allowed and be a minus one. Oh, we had a bad game. No, we didn't. They scored four power play goals. It doesn't, it doesn't count. It's a plus. Like, That's fair, but... I feel like it's not very tough. Like, I think they should include the power play. On I that feel like it's more just based off the team you are. Like, um, Ryan Graves of the NHL and plus minus. Is he the best player in the NHL? Like, no. Like, it's because he's out there and plays with McKinnon and oh, Landeskog and Ranton. And yes, but... Yeah, these players make up those good teams. And when you're picking like a star, he's the he's the kind of guy who's driving that force. So uh, I feel like it's it's more based on how the team is doing. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm going with Kenji Weir. He hasn't been a minus in any game. It's kind of ridiculous considering he plays like penalty kind of kill one time 
and I like I understand it doesn't count, but like he plays these big minutes, he plays like nearly half the game, and he's just not been a minus plus seven in total. It's kind of ridiculous. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, he's been very very great this season. But <clears throat> another player I want to shout out is Roman Yossi. He is three six and nine in seven games played. He has been ridiculously dominant on the. He puts great puck movement on the blue line. Very, very productive, and he's been a shutdown defenseman, very particular about his moves. He's been very strategic in the way he plays on defense. He's been great on the power play, dropped some serious good shots that a lot of his teammates have deflected, racking up for six assists, and has yet to have a minus plus minus night as well as, like, in addition to Uyghur, who has had that. He's been leading Nashville to very good on the – leading Nashville's defense. They've been very good. But – the rest of Nationals defense, I'm a little eh about. But Roman Yossi, that's a good player right there. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, we're going to move on to the goalies. Obviously, Bobrovsky, um, nine goals, saved above expected. And that's more of an advanced stat. That's kind of ridiculous. Um, I just mean there should have been nine more goals allowed in the six games that he played. Uh, it honestly could be more now. They just won 4-1 to one against the Bruins. But as of the six games before, and a 966 save percentage on not blocked shots, also kind of ridiculous. Uh, they're 7-0-0. Uh, I think it's the obvious choice. Yeah, they just became 7-0-0 as they scored the empty net goal against Boston just now. But um, for goalies, I'm going to go with Frederick Anderson. The guy is 5-0 right now, still undefeated. He is at 0.971 save percentage on unblocked shots and a 1.6 goals on average with eight goals allowed in five games. I think he's been really great especially in Carolina's defense without Dougie Hamilton. He hasn't had as great protection in the front of the net. And for some reason, he was like kind of so-so on Toronto. Comes into this Carolina team with obviously better defense than Toronto has, as Toronto had some pretty bad defense. And then still better, but not the best. And then dominating. I think he's really shut down and is really helping Carolina to that undefeated season so far. All right, all right. Yeah. I'm, I'm liking the picks, I guess. But um, your team is great. I like, I like mine a little bit better, but I like them. All right. Uh, we're gonna go with the stat leaders. We're gonna start off with points. First place, McDavid, 13. Second place, Ovechkin with 12. Third place, Drysdale with 11. All of them on the team of the week. Uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, it's kind of it's, all these players are just playing phenomenally at the moment. So, yeah. Yeah, and also um, this is just just to reiterate, this is just as of Tuesday, October twenty sixth, after those games have played, because I know Ovechkin already scored again. But speaking of scoring to goals, Ovechkin by then he had seven, but we're not going to touch on that. And his goals tonight, and then in time for second was Connor McDavid, Tyler Bertuzzi, Anze Kopitar, Kyle Connor, David Perron, and Elias Lindholm, all with six goals scored. Yeah. And I think, yeah. Usually we have a goalie stat, but it's been like a few games, so we're not gonna have All one. The stats be, are skewed weirdly. Yeah, it can be very misleading. Like right now, like what was it like Valley Huso is like leading the league in save percentage because he hasn't let up a goal and played like one or two games. So yeah. Oh, question of the episode though. Buffalo beat Tampa Bay five to one. Is Tampa worse? Is Buffalo good? Was it a fluke? Abe, what are your thoughts? All right, so the given in life is the Buffalo Sabres are still trash. I'm writing that. I be, That's something I firmly believe. Buffalo is still trash. But they can have a positive 
like they can have an off game positively. That like that happens if good games can have off games negatively, like Boston just had against Florida. I think that like Buffalo could have an off game where they're somehow good. Tampa Bay just and also looking on the Tampa side, they aren't really as dominant of a team as they were. Like they're still good and and they deserve to win that game according to Money Puck at least. But I think they lost their stride after like a crushing shootout defeat to Colorado and a tough beat by Florida, who Florida's really taking that mantle of best team in the league by four to one. And then also, like, I don't think they're looking good. Bassey is disgust. I can't believe I picked him for the best and I can't. And oh my God, he's awful right now. Obviously, he led in five to freaking Buffalo. I don't care about enough. You don't let up five to the piece of sh- like a like a piece of garbage team like Buffalo is. And then also, he's definitely re- so he's definitely regressing. But then back on the Buffalo side, like I don't really know how that happened. Like Buffalo only has one loss this season to Boston in regulation, but Boston tore them to shreds. Oh my god, it was disgusting. It wasn't even close. But I I guess it could be a bit of a saving grace mentality type of thing for Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, I think right now it's just a fast start for Buffalo and a slow start for Tampa. Tampa will get their stuff together. Buffalo, they do this like every other year. They start off like first place in the league or division for like two weeks, and then they just go all the way down. And also they're doing it without Jack, Jack Eichel. It's pretty cool, I guess. Um, yeah, he might get traded soon. Yeah, I honestly don't think he will. I just think like, uh, I just think they asked him. I, I still don't think he'll get traded. They're wasting um, his career. Yeah, I mean, I just think Buffalo is going to be Buffalo. Tampa will be Tampa. I think Buffalo gets through fast starts every so often. And Tampa, I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll get their stuff back together. Oh, the Kutrov is out eight to ten weeks. So, we'll see. But Kutrov didn't play off last year. Came back for the playoffs long-term IR and won the Stanley Cup. So, yeah. They're yeah. still a dominant team with a lot of dominant players. It's hard to argue with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Abe Lovitz. This is Leo Blotner. We are Twigs on the Rocks and have a great night.